Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Starting? Did you? Are we recording? Hello. Oh, hey. That was the hello siren. Yeah, what's going on? I, honestly, it was. It started off as a test, just to see if it was going to work. But you know what? We're, we're just going to keep going. We're going to let it fly. All right. We, we are, are starting a cult. We're doing it. We are starting a cult. This grand up, Jake. It's true. We're, uh, here. we're here on Friday again. Yeah, it is the Friday before Christmas. If you're into that holiday. And if you're not, then it's just another Friday, and next yeah. week's probably going to suck because a lot of restaurants are closed and shit, so date night's definitely getting canceled next week, let me tell you that. There you go. Um, But we're here, and funny enough, we're it's, not, it, it's in no way the same realm that we visited last week, but I feel that they share some similarities in the mystery world, you know? They do. It's very mysterious. Um. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good Russian continuation. Yeah, Russia is involved. We're going to do today the Dyatlov Pass incident. Please, for the sake of us as human beings, if you are in any way capable of speaking Russian, don't make fun of us because we'll probably botch some names. Oh, we do not speak Russian. Oh God, and it's fucked up. No, we will get to the list of names that I have, and I'm convinced it's going to take me 30 minutes to get through it. There's 10 people. Rackenstein. No, I don't know what that is. Yeah, Rackenstein. That's just a fun, possibly <laughs> Russian-German word-sounding thing. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I only but, yeah. know English, and not even that well. But uh, this was another suggestion from my good friend Jones. Uh, who last week, that was also a suggestion from Roanoke, is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Or was that last week? When was this? That was last week. That buddy. was last week. There we go. Mm. Oh, excuse me. I'm eating some chocolate. Did you get that chocolate? It's not that good. Oh. But it's chocolate, so it's all right. Can't be that bad. All right, we, we can carry on. All right. All right. Oh, oh it's so good The now. chocolate? Oh, yeah, you have to let it sink in a little bit. All right. Uh, the Dietlove Pass incident all right the dietlov pass incident was an event that occurred uh in the northern ural mountains of russia uh between february 1st and 2nd of 1959 just in case you didn't know it is cold as hell up there oh it's it's so cold mm -hmm. it's so friggin' cold and it's february are you shitting me 
Northern Prime Russia in February. Season, if you ask me, that is where you die. It's true. It's cold. No one wants to move. Ambulances can't get to you. You're dead. No, it's true. Yeah. Because listen to this. Nine young yet experienced hikers from uh, Ural Polytechnical Institute uh, were all discovered dead under strange and uncertain circumstances. Hmm. In this past. How strange. Isn't that crazy? The truth as to what occurred and led to the group's ultimate demise is still being researched today. And the most recent findings of which uh, they were announced of July of this year. Ooh. Isn't that crazy? 2020? They're, they're like still talking about this? But we'll get to that, right? First, got to start at the beginning. That's where the stories should start. We must rewind. <laughs> there we are. We're I love rewound. the rewind noises lately. We're rewound. Rewound. All right, in 1959, 23-year-old radio engineer Igor uh, Dietlov. So you get it? It's kind of like the pass. The pass was named after this guy because he assembled a group of nine of his classmates from Euro Polytechnical Institute uh, for a skiing ep- expedition in Ferd... All right, here's the first one. Here we go. Is gonna, yeah, here we go. Sverdlovsk Oblast. Soviet Union. Oh, yeah, Sverdlovsk Goldblast. I know that place. It sounds like it just rolls off the tongue, but it's all its also complicated. All right, there were eight men and two women. And here we go into the list of names, all right? Take oh, a deep breath. All right. Oh. Igor Di- Dyatlov, all right? Igor right, Dyatlov. Right. We that, got that guy. Good. That guy's easy. Igor. He's 23. We got Yuri Doroshenko. Yuri Doroshenko. 21. We have Honestly, he sounds like an MMA fighter. He does. It Yuri sounds it's very, uh, very intimidating name. And then uh, we got Lyudmila. Lyudmila. Uh, Dubinina. They definitely just called her Mila. There's De- no oh, way. They had to. 20 years old. That, that was her. Uh, Georgie. Uh-huh. Spelled with an I-Y at the end. That's how I spell it, you know? Really? Like, when I text them, that's how I do it. Cause it's like, I always pictured the name George. You won't, you don't put a Y at the end of a George, you know? No, it's I-Y. Oh, that's it's really G-E-O-R-G-I-Y. weird. G-E-O-R-G-I-Y. My mistake. I thought it was I-E. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, that's Russian. And apparently this is also a nickname because his actual name is Yuri. But we just talked about Yuri Doroshenko. So. Yuri and there's another Yuri at the end. You know Yuri Doroshenko is definitely the most imposing of the Yuris in this group because he's oh, the course. only one that got to keep the name Yuri and not have like a, a different <laughs> moniker, you know? He's like, this no, I'm the fucking Yuri in oh, the group. Yeah. That's me. There can only be one. So, all right, so it's Georgie Krivonishenko. Krivonishenko. A lot of Shankos. Krivonishenko, uh, 23. Then we have Alexan- Alexander Kolovatov. 24. Then we have Zineda Kolmogorova. Whoa. <laughs> it was 22. Uh, then we have Rustum Sla- Slobodin. Rusty Shackleford, Ru- Rustin, no? Rustum Slobodin, who was 23. Whoa. And then uh, Nikolai Thibubrignoles. 
It's like a hyphenated name. He like took both names of his parents. It's, uh, uh, it, it looks French. It looks not right. Uh, 23. Then there's uh, Semyon Zolotaryov, who's 38, oldest of the group. There's always Whoa. that guy in your college class who's way older than everybody else. Yeah, he's like the... Well, uh, he's fucking... What's his name? Oh, my about? God. The comedian that everyone hates. He's not... He was in Community. Jeff Dunham. Oh. Um, uh, he was in Very oh. Bad... Thi- not Very Bad... Thi- he was in uh, the fucking Dan Aykroyd movie. The fucking House. Why can't I think of that? The House? What are you talking... <laughs> it's John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, and Chevy Chase. Chevy Ch- I was thinking someone else that I couldn't remember the name of, but yeah, Chevy Chase, all right. What was that? What the, What is the name of that movie? Which one? Nothing But Trouble. Nothing- That's what oh. it is. <laughs> I was so lost just now. All right. How did I get here? Nothing But Trouble. It's like Nothing But Trouble because he's way older than everybody else, but it's like it's, oh, yeah, no, it's no, like no. Chevy Chase and Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was... Okay. That was a journey. That's how I got there. Sorry. Man, that was crazy. We got there, though. We went over the mountain, so to say. We're good. <laughs> it's more than these people could say. Uh, Yuri Yudin was 21. The easiest name. And he leaves uh, early. So, oh, the guy know, with the easiest name. Yeah, well, <laughs> and his name was Yuri, so uh, Doroshenko was uh, probably just like, you know, you got to leave. This guy's name is Derek Johnson. Uh, he never made it to the actual summit. He uh, he had diarrhea that morning. He's actually life. never been to Russia. But uh, all right, so each of the individuals uh, was a grade two hiker with skiing experience and had a grade three certification waiting for him upon their return. Oh, this was the ultimate test, if you will. It was. They did fail it. I hate to spoil that one for you, but yeah, they failed it. But we'll well, you know, it's it's a big thing you got to do, man. Grade three was the highest certification available in the Soviet Union at the time. Uh, it required the candidates to traverse 300 kilometers, which is roughly 190 miles. Fuck that. And isn't that fucking crazy in February in northern Russia? Uh, Jesus. You can skip that certification. No, that's crazy anywhere. It could be 70 degrees, lightly cloudy. With a nice, gentle, maybe eight-degree wind, nice breeze picking up off the water. Walking 190 miles is still fucking terrible. Are you kidding me? Look, going inside once? Are you shitting me? All right. Uh, here we go. We got that 190 miles, right. So, uh, Dyatlov drew up a route that they uh, were planning on taking through the far northern regions of Sverdlovsk Oblast. And the ult, uh, we're the, just gonna call it the mountain. <laughs> I'm gonna call it, yeah, yeah, pretty the much. The mountain. It doesn't come up too often, but yeah. You understand. Sverdlovsk Oblast, and the upper streams of the Lozia River. That's, that's not too bad, Lozia. Lozia. It's kind of Lozva. Lozva. There we go. I Lov- also feel like you know how like Lozva. It's one of those things, like, with these names, it's it's kind of like the Brett Favre conundrum. Like, he <laughs> says it's pronounced Favre, but that doesn't make any sense based on how it's spelled. <laughs> and I feel like these Russian names, it's probably the same way. They're like, no, that's actually Goykenshin. They're like, there's not it's even like a G. like there's two letters in that word. Like, there's, not, <laughs> there's not even a G. It's like, well, yeah, we're, we're from America. We don't understand the international it's, alphabet, you it's know? It's Russian. It's a Russian thing. 
But uh, so yeah, they they had this route all mapped out. They went through all those names that are hard to pronounce on the river, uh, Lasva, Lasva River, and it was uh, approved by the city route commission. Apparently, cities in Russia, USSR specifically at the time, had route commissions. That makes sense. So, this particular February was said to be the most difficult time to make this trek, specifically. And um, that's how you get to, you get to earn that level three. It doesn't come there easy. There you go. It came in in a category three, which I don't know what that means, but it sounds terrible. I don't want it and, to be uh, in any category. I just yeah. want it to be normal. Anything that I know. We, <laughs> when you have to categorize something, you don't categorize normal. You categorize shit that's abnormal. Can't we just have a normal mountain, you know? Uh, the, the plan... In this Category 3 weather in February uh, was to trek 200 miles in 16 days. Damn. That's pretty fucking crazy. The group was issued... It's uh, like fucking the Iditarod. That's like some crazy <laughs> it's shit. It's crazy, man. And it's they do that scheme. shit with like a team of dogs. And these guys are just walking. It's this like, is... no, nah, we'll do it ourselves over some mountains. No, I, I, I don't want to ruffle any feathers here. I'm, I'm a fan of, of sports. I'm not going to lie. But those people should be getting paid millions of dollars. Like they're, oh, very much they're so. way more athletic than any athlete that's on television. The, maybe the, the, the problem is you can't televise it. Maybe besides like gymnastics, because that's that's fucking insane. I don't know anyone yeah, that could do that shit. That's a lifestyle. But it's yeah, insane. like these people, they're like 190 miles in two days and blistering cold up a mountain in Russia. We got you. I'm gonna sign up voluntarily. <laughs> oh my dude, these people are that's badass. I got a death wish. Uh, so the group was issued their root books on uh, on uh, friggin' January 23rd of the 59. And uh, it listed them to follow trail number five. Two days later, on January 25th, the group arrived by train in Ivdel, uh, from which they took a truck to Vizhai, a lorry village that is the northernmost inhabited settlement of the region. Okay. So, the uh, the group's trek began on January 27th, and a mere day in, on the 28th, uh, 21-year-old Yuri Yudin turned back due to a new, uh, not a new, a knee and joint pain, uh, you know, sort of thing going on. I don't care what you believe in. I don't know what any, I'm not going to tell anyone what to believe, but that was some divine intervention on that guy's part. It had to have been. Some higher power somewhere was just like, it's not your time, buddy. Turn yeah. around, go home, <laughs> go home. <laughs> he also suffered from rheumatism and a congenital heart defect. So I think he was just like, I gotta cut my losses. Like I, my knee already hurts. Are you shouldn't me. Yeah, you know, I made it three miles, 187 to go. I can't do it, man. I got maybe 40 <laughs> minutes in, in me left. We haven't even started going uphill. Uh, so the remaining nine, they trudged on. Uh, so all right. Uh, diaries and cameras belonging to the hikers were discovered at uh, at their last campsite that gave a little insight on the trek leading up to the incident, right? All right, all right. So, on January 31st, the group cached a little food in the woods in a valley uh, for the trip back. You know, just like some you know, little treat, like we made it. Let's stop and have these Ritz crackers. So the next day, uh, they began moving over the pass, planning to make camp that night on the opposite side of the pass. Okay? So, however, there was some crazy fucking weather because it was a Category 3. It was February in northern Russia. Crazy weather. Uh, it proved to be worse than expected. A snowstorm was falling and the visibility was low. 
and this caused the group to deviate west, okay, mm-hmm. towards this thing called Kolat Siakal, which translates to Dead Mountain. Oh. So that's probably good, right? That's pleasant. Yeah, yeah. The The elements are pointing us towards death. So, once the group realizes their mistake, they decide to set up camp, and then they're on, like, then and there, on the slope of the mountain. Uh, Some wonder why the group chose to do this when there was a wooded area less than a mile away that would have provided much better cover in the harsh weather. Uh, But Yuri Yundin, or wait a minute, yeah, yeah, that's his name, Yudin. Not Yundin. It's Yudin. You're a Yudin. The guy who turned back, uh, he later speculated, and he was like, eh, Diot Love uh, probably didn't want to lose the altitude that they had already gained. Because uh, I don't know if you've like gone in mountains or on trails yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to fuck up the pressure. You yeah. don't want to go up and down. You want to stay at a nice steady pace where your body can adjust yeah. properly. And it, that's uh, why you, people, will, you will run out of oxygen and suffocate. It's true. That's why people fucking can't get out of the Grand Canyon. They're trying to get back up. They're just raising elevation. They're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So, he probably didn't want to lose the altitude. He also speculated uh, he, he maybe he was trying to practice camping on the sides of mountains. Maybe it was practice, he says. So. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, before leaving, uh, Dietlov had agreed to send a telegram to the group's uh, sports club immediately upon their returning to Vizhai. This was expected to occur on February 12th, right? About 16 days after they left. Uh, though delays were common in this kind of expedition, which I can imagine, you know. So the 12th passed and there was no immediate action uh, that was taken. However... On February 20th, they're just like, this is getting a bit excessive. They're gone. We're not hearing anything. Uh, On the 20th, the hikers' families demanded that a rescue group be sent to look for them. That's a smart idea. Yeah, it's reasonable, right? Um, So, the first group of searchers was comprised of volunteer students and teachers from the, the institute that they were all from, you know? Uh, but eventually the police force and uh, the army became involved, utilizing planes and helicopters. So That's smart. Yeah, right? I mean, you can see things from way up high. Could you go um, check out the area? I mean, you got to have maybe some thermal vision, perhaps. Yeah. You got, like, a very dark reason for being there, but I'm sure the view is breathtaking. Oh, absolutely. So, six days later, on February 26th, the group's campsite was discovered to be abandoned and in disarray. All of the hikers' belongings appeared to have been left behind, and the tent was half torn down and covered with snow. Not looking good. Uh, there was a large cut in one side of the tent that investigators say was made from the inside. Uh-huh. Do you think that may have just been someone super uh, pissed off at a zipper? Uh, or something kind of i don't know i, I a little bit yeah that's yeah. yeah i don't know it's too tensor idiots there's too much weird shit that i don't like getting caught up on like the dumb stuff that doesn't really matter you know <laughs> so i mean maybe <laughs> I, it's more to me it's like 
I think the real mystery comes a little bit later, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, just sucked in so much spit. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it's just funny yeah. to me. Like, it, especially, you notice it a lot when you read about things like this that I wouldn't, I would not call this a conspiracy theory because it's it's not. It's more of a event that is mysterious and no one really can explain. And when things like this happen, people grasp onto some of the weirdest information <laughs> that is so irrelevant. Well, to it's the all got to be presented. Man. Like, it's all got to be there. How are you going to forget that the shoelaces he wore? Where it's like, dude, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, we got to take the whole picture in. So I kind of I like your thoughts. Like, it's yeah, it's nothing. May have just been someone pissed off. It probably, yeah, I'd be pissed. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's a large cut inside of the tent. Everyone says it's from the inside. Who cares? Uh, nine sets of footprints were found, right? So some with only one shoe on. Weird. Some with only socks on. Worse. And some of them were barefoot. Isn't that just terrible? Uh, apparently it was between negative 13 and negative 22 degrees the entire time. So this is fucking ridiculous. Uh, so, all right. The tracks led down to the wooded area less than a mile away that I talked about earlier. Uh, uh, down the slope where next to a large Siberian pine tree, the remnants of a small fire as well as two bodies were found. Damn. So it's starting to unfold. The all great right. unveiling. Now I have to say all these names again. All right, uh... There's the list. Krivonshenko and Doroshenko. Both of their bodies were found stripped of all but their underwear. Nude in the extreme cold. Not it, good. Yeah. Mm, I mean, yeah, I've seen Bear Grylls do it, so maybe I get where they were trying to go, but... Mm, yeah, I don't know about Bear Grylls. I don't know. He's got a camera crew. He does. He does. Probably some food back there. He has endless cachets. But, uh, so they were found, right? Stripped of all but their underwear. And uh, the tree that they were underneath had a substantial amount of branches broken about five meters up. Okay, so now we're is, talking. So this is fucking weird. A lot of people uh, speculate that this may have been them trying to like get up to a higher ground to see around them, to see if they could find their people, find a campsite. Something, Potentially. but it's like the breaks of these branches is uh, they're they're very perfect. And they're also, very perfect and super high up. There's no branches broken on the way down underneath it. It's it's so weird. I would argue that that claim makes no sense because you're you're going up a mountain. So yeah, you might you you would definitely get a better view of your surroundings, but climbing a tree, you're you're not going to get the that's view for, you're looking for, yeah, you know? That's more for, like, a flat, forested area. If anything, you would just trek on and go up the trail higher because you'd have a better view of what you're looking for. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong in that scenario. I guess I don't know the lay of that particular land that the tree no was idea. in. But to it was me, at the it, base of a mountain, basically. Yeah, like, it's the edge of the woods where it begins uh, to become a mountain. And these these people, they're hikers, so hikers would probably hike up further to get a better view, as opposed to wasting their energy on climbing a tree when they have 190 miles to walk. No, it's true. Just me. It's it just is me. true, but they did. They walked down there, 
barefoot, so they're probably just like, oh, fuck, how far is it? How long do I have to have my toes cracking off in my hands? There's absolutely no way. I give. I would give it maybe two and a half minutes before oh, yeah. your feet are, like, really badly hurt. And then at five minutes, your feet are no longer a part of your body. Like, no, they have sure. to be removed. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so between, uh, uh, yeah, substantial amount of broken branches, five meters up. But between the tree and the campsite, the bodies of Dietlov, uh, Kolomogorova. Wait, all right. Kolmogorova. All right. And then Slobodan. <laughs> Why does Slobodan make me laugh so much? It's like a Slobodan. Slobodan. It's a Slobodan. It's like a toboggan and like. Yeah, lobotomy. A toboggan and a scrotum. And slimy lobotomies. Anyway, uh, th- he was dead, along with the other two, Dietlov and Kolmogorova. I don't know why I'm rolling the R. But uh, And so the direction that they were all facing suggests that they were uh, all attempting to return to the campsite. Because they were just frozen. They were dead. But they were facing back up the mountain, right? All right. So they were found uh, 980, uh, 1,570, and 2,070 feet from uh, the Siberian pine that we just mentioned earlier with the campsite and the other two dead folks. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so finding the remaining uh, four people, that took about two months because they, they were just like, where the fuck are these people? And uh, you want to know where they ended up being? They uh, were discovered about 200 feet away from the, the tree under 13 feet of snow. That's apparently in a ravine. Just so lot. close, but thirteen feet of snow. Are you shouldn't me. Let me tell you this: if you're in, if you're in America, uh, this week, uh, every, every, I'm sure we've all heard of that by now. The Northeast got like oh, destroyed. Yeah. They had forty four inches. Uh, the the highest they marked was four feet of snow. That's insane. Now, and <laughs> these people are on a mountain with. More than triple that amount of snow. No, see, that's the fun part. On the mountain, and even like where the tree is, that's like yeah, probably a good amount of snow, like three, four feet. Oh, yeah. But going farther into the woods is like deep as fuck. And it's only in that one area. That's but peculiar. I know what you're thinking. I know what everyone's thinking. Snow machine. Snow machine. It's not a ski resort. But no, avalanche. But we'll get into why that is bullshit. No, I'm thinking Later. snow machine. It might be a snow machine. Avalanches. Think, you know what? I didn't even consider that. We all know avalanches are a myth. Like, they're not real, right? <laughs> avalanches are a psyop. They've, they've been... The CIA pushes avalanches to keep you away from the mountains. <laughs> Get away with me. That's where they keep all the gold and the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Get away Duh. With, this, with this crazy avalanche talk. All right? Anyway, uh, the first five bodies... Uh, to be discovered, they were examined, and they are found to have no fatal injuries. Uh, Slobodin had a small skull fracture, but that w- it was not said to have been fatal. Right? So, weird. Not really, but, so, you know, all right, we'll get into it. The first five hikers uh, discovered were speculated to have died from hypothermia, okay? But the remaining four bodies, uh, they told a very different story. So, this, oh, God, this guy's name... Thibel Brignoles, 
Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the only other name I know that's remotely like that was that basketball player. It was kind of spelled somewhere. His name was Thabo. Thabo? Yeah. And it's kind of spelled the same way. So, like. Is that his first name? or Yeah. What? This this is just this guy's hyphenated last name. Oh, okay. Yeah, then, yeah okay. Th- Thibaut Brignoles, or some I don't know. He suffered from extreme damage to his skull. Okay, extreme damage. And uh, De Benina and Zolotaryov, Zolotaryov had uh, major chest fractures. Their chests were basically caved in, and this guy's head was just uh, hamburger meat. Mm. So... Uh, apparently, the force needed to produce the injuries such as these uh, is equated to that of a car crash. There's not Yikes. things that like humans can do to one another. Uh, most humans. Have you ever seen the Hulk? I have. That's a documentary. Oh my god! So, uh, fi- uh, finding in the uh, wait a minute, hang on. All four uh, had soft tissue damage on their heads and faces. For example, Dubanina uh, was missing her tongue, eyes, lips, and parts of her skull. They were gone. Uh, Zolotaryov's eyes were missing. And uh, Kolevatov's, Kolevatov's eyebrows were gone. The eyebrows specifically on that one, I think that's kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it is interesting because you wonder... What's the point? I feel to, that to that like is just so much have, work. Yeah, to just have your like eyebrows gone, that seems very, very on purpose. Or perhaps it By was, whoever did that. Perhaps whatever or, or whoever took it. There you go. Didn't know what eyebrows were. Whoever desecrated these people's bodies has a, just a full face worth of, of parts now. Yeah, they do. They, they made their own tongue. It's kind of like the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. He just collects parts of your body until yeah. he can make a new one. He just like uh, he caches it. All right, um, it's pretty crazy so far. So these people are, are not looking good. They're not looking photo ready. Um, another strange finding that I feel needs to be mentioned is that there, uh, there was a level of radiation that was found on a single hiker's clothing. That is strange in Could and of itself. Could not find which one specifically had it, but that was released. Radiated clothes. So, all of this culminates into one big fucking mystery, right? Uh, for every explanation that seems reasonable, there are one or two details of the story that render the explanation moot. Okay. Initial speculation uh, pointed fingers at the Monzi people. The Monzi people are like reindeer herders that are local to that area. Uh-huh. They live up there. It's insane. Uh, they were accused of attacking and murdering the group for trespassing on their land. However, the medical examination did not support this claim, and after a number of the Monzi people were interrogated, this theory was cast off. All right, cast behind you. All right, that's fair. Right. All right, so official causes of death, so say the official records. Igor, I'm going first names now, all right? That's fair, that's fair. Igor, hypothermia. Yuri, hypothermia. Lyudmila, internal bleeding from a severe chest trauma. Yikes. There's a leap there. That's that's a rough one, too, because it seems like it could be explained by 
the activity that she chooses to do. Uh, and hiking, I mean, if you take a bad fall, I can definitely see you. But I, again, it's weird. How do you fall and suffer chest trauma and not? Don't know. Not, I feel you like know, it's so. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It'd be very difficult to do. It, it, it'd be a very unlucky fall to have that be the result. Yeah, it'd be like you're puffing out your chest and you land flat on just a rock. Yeah, that's perfectly the shaped exact to not size hit your, of your head torso, yeah, like, or your stomach, or any other part of your like, body. What your your chin isn't going to be scraped a little bit from that? Like, come on. Yeah, so that it, it it's strange. Another strange thing. I'm not done with the names yet, but another strange thing about them mentioning specifically internal bleeding, the internal organs of like every person that was found is next to never mentioned in any of the reports. It's just like yeah, there was. They had some skull fractures. Okay, they were dead. Uh, How they died? Uh, they, they were died. really cold. They were really cold. Uh, they they like... died because of death. <laughs> oh, oh my god! All right, let's just keep going with the names. Uh, Georgie hypothermia, Alexander hypothermia, Zinada hypothermia, Rustum hypothermia, uh, Nikolai fatal skull injury, and then Semyon. Yum yum. Severe chest trauma. Not too yum yum. Okay. If you want to. Okay. Just based on where we're at now in this story, I would say the only clear answer here is that two people suffered chest trauma. I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's no way that that happened from them walking or hiking. Somebody I or do not something so. caused this trauma that led to them dying. Um, I would probably look at one of the hypothermia people. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's they, like one of those hypos. They clearly lasted a little bit longer. Uh, at least what we would understand in this scenario. So, well, they were looking a hell of a lot better when they died. And they, I, I mean, know? we got three that are dead because of pretty much blunt force trauma somewhere. And, and then you got the other six that are just uh, fucking cold. Yeah, so it it raises some questions it just does. among the group itself. And it's just so weird. Why did they leave? Why did they leave their campsite? They left without their fucking shoes on. These people were found next to naked sometimes, and like it, there is evidence to show that maybe some of them died before the others, and then they just stripped them naked because some of them were wearing strips of uh, of cloth that they'd ripped. But hmm. these people are left their uh, they they left their campsite in a hurry. It seems it's like they but they it, turned feral overnight and just became so rabid weird. humans. It's so weird. Uh, we'll get into some of the explanations. How about this? How about this? Why did they flee their campsite? The diarrhea. Diarrhea? Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! That dude. I almost pooped my pants on the way home today. That'll happen, dude. When I, you gotta go sometimes. It was you gotta so go. Close, and I was just driving like five miles under the speed limit behind this guy. I was gonna kill him. But yeah, um, you gotta go, man. You you, you gotta go. You I know? made it. In case anyone was wondering. Nice. Yes. So uh, the official cause of death, as of July 11th of 2020, is said to have been an avalanche. However, here's how we get into all these fucking. You know what I do? When avalanche I get bullshit. I take off all my clothes and leave. All of them. No evidence of an avalanche was found, all right? None. Specifically, the the camp was discovered on top of the snow, so they, were, they would have no reason 
to leave. Okay? Also, there was no widespread debris. The injuries sustained were nowhere near as bad as they would have been had the avalanche had it been an avalanche that occurred. Uh, the tree line below the mountain that would have been severely damaged uh, appeared undisturbed. Uh, Dietlov was also studying uh, for his master's certification in ski instruction and mountain hiking, so it is thought to be absurd that he that he or any of the other people, because they were all super experienced, would have set up like camp in an area where they thought that an avalanche might even be a possibility. Okay, and over a hundred expeditions through this area have been undergone since this incident, and none have ever reported even like the likely conditions for an avalanche to occur in this area. And Bingo. Even, even more chilling, the fucking footprints that led uh, down the wooded area, down to the wooded area, that like uh, uh, they reflect individuals that were walking at a normal pace. So these people are just fucking walking. They're just sauntering, if No you shoes, will. only socks, maybe one shoe. It's insane. So they're, they're walking at a normal pace, as opposed to the panicked run one might expect from a situation as serious as an avalanche. So All you right. know what? The newest finding, 2020, I think that's bullshit. It, there ain't no avalanche. Yeah, I it's don't... It's nowhere to be found. I don't know. See, it... I'll, I'll I'll wait till the end. I'll I'll explain okay. my my. Because there are a few other things. Uh, here's another explanation, possibly. Catabatic wind is another speculated explanation. We all know wind is also not real. So what's the point? Yeah, but when all it's of these excuses a... aren't real. <laughs> wind? Have you ever seen the wind? I don't trust it. No, uh, catabatic wind occurs when high density air is forced down a slope, right, with just the force of gravity. But these winds are so fucking crazy. They're also called, like, drainage winds, I guess. Uh, They're, like, so... They can rush down so, like, fucking quickly. They're equated to, like, hurricane speeds winds. Just, like, going directly on the surface of the slope, just going down. And this would surely have made it next to impossible to remain in the tent. I don't know, maybe the mouth of the tent was facing upward towards the mountain, so maybe that's why they cut the other side to just, like, slide on down, perhaps, maybe? I don't know, but there's also some other things with wind. Infrasound could also have uh, played a part. So wind going around the dead mountain sometimes form these sort of, like, pockets wherein, like, small vortexes form, and uh, they often give off infrasound. Infrasound, it describes, like, sound waves that are too low for uh, humans to, like... It's too low of a frequency for us to actually pick up mm-hmm. audibly. Like a dog whistle. Like a dog whistle. But probably much like a dog whistle, uh, the wind, if the wind is strong enough and the infrasound uh, is, like, intense enough, it can cause panic attacks due to, like... It's, like, fucking up with your eardrums and, like, inner ear. That makes... See, it, that... It's panic attack-inducing wind. I I kind of understand that. I mean, you're up on the. I mean, people go crazy over like nothing. Even the idea of cabin fever. That's very real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look at fucking Timothy McVeigh. Um, but uh, you know things <laughs> of that nature. I mean, yeah, shit can really set people off when you're doing. You're under extreme circumstances, doing an extreme activity. 
it's only increased chances for this to yeah. happen. Extreme chances. All right, ready to uh, start doing some conspiracy. This is the conspiracy theory. Is it all these people conspiring? Anyway, uh, some say the military was responsible for the incident as well. All right. It is speculated that parachute mine exercises uh, could have been the culprit. So, it is documented that the parachute mines were indeed being tested in the area by the military at the time. Uh, these mines, they're, they're basically things that uh, explode before they hit the ground and have very particular, like, signature injuries that they inflict. Heavily, like, internal damage, uh, like, as opposed to the comparably less external damage that they give. Which aligns with the, energy, with the injuries sustained by the hikers. All right. Pretty crazy. Uh, some also speculate that the bodies were in unnaturally ma- they were unnaturally manipulated and positioned due to liver mortis, which is like when the the blood like goes to one side of the body mm-hmm. and congeals, oh, so yeah. you can tell like what the state of the body was before it moved. Oh, absolutely. There you go. And uh, so liver mortis markings uncovered uh, in the autopsies. So there were also orange orbs. We got some orb action. Cheese Orange orb. No. No, these are way better. They're like like cuties. You know, like like Ooh, the small oranges. Like orange jawbreakers, you know? Yeah. Flying through yeah. the sky. This is a good mountain. We should all go there. There we go, dude. Everyone It's fucking everyone loved candy it. land. Dude, the hikers saw it. They photographed it. Orange orbs. It was great. No, it wasn't. They're dead. But still, the orange orbs were there. And uh, many used this piece of evidence to support the militaristic claim uh, saying that they were perhaps military planes and or maybe the parachute mines themselves that's that's reasonable i think yeah and uh so a possible explanation for the hikers being in various states of undress that has been presented and uh, that might be it best way to keep warm i would assume you're going up to a mountain obviously someone if you've ever seen a movie, you know when you get a group of more than three people together, and there is a male and a female involved, and uh, or you know, I mean, and they're college if, students. If they're both, you know, uh, into each other, it could be whatever sex you want. But I mean, there you go. But they're gonna hook up. I mean, that's just what's gonna happen. It's, it's, you know, it, it almost has to happen. That's that's human nature right there. Because of danger of hypothermia. But anyway, so uh, they were they were all found in various states of undress. Uh, it has been presented that uh, the strange phenomenon known as... Naked clothing ghosts. Almost. Almost. It's paradoxical undressing. Let me explain. It's so, when you get <laughs> naked, but you actually are putting you clothes get naked, on. It's a paradox. That's the paradox. You're, <laughs> you're clothing yourself by becoming more naked. Don't you see, you fools? No, I don't. <laughs> me either, man. But uh, individuals experiencing hypothermia sometimes get... Apparently, it's a certain percentage of people who've experienced hypothermia. Uh, They sometimes get to the point of their extreme cold where they actually perceive what they're feeling to be heat. Like a heat that's been described as burning warmth. Yeah, no, I I have heard that. Yeah, uh, and and it just, like, causes you to just take off your clothes and ultimately die faster. That's one of the biggest... It's honestly one of the biggest killers in hypothermia because you fucking... It, you get so, I mean, honestly, you've probably had that before. Like, when you get so cold, your hands are numb. And after a while, without doing anything about it, they just, you kind of stop thinking about it. 
yeah. then you touch them and you're like, oh, that's like hot, but it's it's not. Yeah. It's your body reacting, trying to keep it warm, and it's just not going to work. Yeah. So that, that I that I understand. I definitely think that could be part of it. Yeah. So th- it's fucking crazy. All this shit happened. There's all these different explanations, but there's always a hole in every explanation. Meanwhile, they're still fucking looking into it. 2020, like July, are you shitting me, of this year? They are still talking about this? Like the person, uh, like the head uh, person at the Ural Mountain fucking uh, whatever. They're just like, yeah, it was a fucking avalanche. And I say no. No, it wasn't. Realistically, I will... This I have a couple different takes on this. The I'll start with what probably in my head at least is a realistic explanation of what happened. Um I feel like it's a mix of all the things we kind of discussed where I don't obviously I there's no actual signs of there being an avalanche, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't think there was going to be. So perhaps Maybe it's the wind, or maybe it really is just, you know, they became panicked and they were convinced that something bad was going to happen where they were. So they just picked up and left without thinking of what could happen. And then by then it was too late. I mean. But then it is strange that they have, like, some of them were barefoot. And and evidence shows that they were walking. They were literally going at a normal pace of walking. Yeah, that is. It, it, some of them, had, one of them had one shoe on. That, yeah, that. Okay. This is what I'm talking let about. Me, let There's me, no way around all these things. Let me finish this. I think, realistically, to me, the best example would be one or maybe two people in this camp were experiencing some sort of paranoia and enhanced anxiety, and I mean, you hate to admit this, but. Human nature is going to take its course, and if those people are already on edge, perhaps they felt threatened by someone else in said group, and they, instead of, you know, being a rational person and trying to figure it out, they attacked that person. Um, To me, this could explain not only the trauma, but also the no-shoes, because if we're just, I'm just assuming these people are, you know, Average citizens, mild-mannered, you know, not killers. They're just some college kids yeah, that just like kids. to hike. And uh, perhaps, uh, you know, one, maybe two, maybe even three, who knows, of them uh, were experiencing some sort of psychological trauma in this scenario. Perhaps. And maybe they performed these acts and hurt these people that they were with, and they were brought back to the reality of their situation so distraught that they were just... Pretty much moving on instinct and didn't even think about like, oh yeah, it's cold. I need a jacket and a shirt and pants. Hmm. Um, obviously, yeah, that's that's a reaching thing. That's more of a movie esque uh, look yeah. at things. But also, like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Another thing. <laughs> the camp was abandoned. All of them walked out. This is another thing. I think this to me this falls into the one of two possible realistic. Uh, scientific explanations and i i I mean i said this off air earlier i don't see why it's not impossible that there could be some sort of tribe or like like a sherpa family of sherpas or perhaps a community that lives in this area are you suspecting the manzi reindeer herders potentially 
Maybe not necessarily them, but I mean, there's got to be people that live there or have been there or know the land of some sort. Yeah. So, in that sense, maybe, I mean, I guess that's a whole other can of worms. Like, why would they attack these people? Yeah. But maybe the the walking out of the camp uh, at a slow pace with no shoes on, maybe it wasn't because they were crazy. Maybe it was because they were at gunpoint or something of that nature. And maybe maybe it didn't turn into a murder scenario. Maybe it was a robbery. It could have even been potential other hikers that they saw that this was a large group and they went in and wanted supplies and took what they could. Maybe. Um. Again, those are very uh, something you'd see in a movie, but I—I I mean, I don't know. If you want to be, my personal opinion, there's some weird supernatural shit happening. I think there might be. There's radiated clothes. There's broken branches, uh, far higher than there should be. I don't know, man. There's a bunch of weird shit. They they went down the mountain with not enough clothes. They tried to go back up. Meanwhile, they're making a fire and getting naked. These other people were burying themselves in 13 feet of snow, and they're losing all their face parts. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, I really don't understand, and I really want to. But no one does, and that's infuriating. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, really the only way you'll ever know is if you were there, and no one was. So, it. I don't know, because you think about it, and then, like, I mean, you obviously, yeah, for someone like me, I want to jump towards extraterrestrials first because mostly because of the radiation i think that's a weird little thing yeah and i don't know the fact that like the people that actually had physical things wrong with them like the chest caved in and the skull like fucking it's very surgical almost it is very surgical and it like medical examiners came to the conclusion that no human could do this with just blunt force trying, and it was all from the inside. Like there was no outer markings. Yeah, it's almost like it's it was... it's like pressure. Yeah, it's but there wasn't an avalanche. Like so... there's too many things pointing against that. So why were they under all this snow? Right. Why are their tongues and eyes missing? And it's like I want. I obviously yeah I want to jump to extraterrestrials because that that's that's like the coolest thing to me. It really is. But then again, I mean, okay, yeah, every. Every encounter is going to be different, but then you really analyze stories of extraterrestrials, and I have never come across another story like this where extraterrestrials just straight up, like, gangland-style brutally murdered a group of people and just (laughs) flew away, you know? Like, it's not like, especially with extraterrestrials, if, if you are to believe the stories, they would take you. Because they want to study something or they want to know something, yeah. Um, they wouldn't just kill you and leave you in the mountains. So, hey man, I mean, again, you know, there's always the exemption to every rule, but it's just weird that there's no other similar trope like that. Yeah. And I think that's why aliens aren't really brought into this scenario a lot. Yeah, because it it's so easy for so-called claimed experts in the topic to just be like. Well, this is something that does it. It doesn't follow the pattern of what we have. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of like I've been thinking about this. Like, how do we know? Like, just from this story specifically, I started thinking about this. Like, I get that aliens, like, should they be out there? Which I'm sure they are. Whatever, who cares? Yeah, probably. In some like, way. I think they're out there. But like the ones that we like make up in our minds, 
that are like, oh, they have advanced technology. They like are studying us. They're taking us. How do we know that like they're not like just because they're so advanced doesn't mean they don't have their fair share of like they probably have a serial killer population in the population of their species. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like it, there's everyone's ins- got bad there's apple. insane people. There's terrible people everywhere. Bad eggs aliens, uh, you know, as above, so below. Yeah, I, I get that. Come on. Um, and then obviously so maybe this guy was just I don't know. The, I don't know. The final one that I would say, just just for the sake of us being us and this show existing, is it the Yeti? Yeah. Yeah. And it I, has to be the Yeti. I, I, I don't believe that. First off, because the little I do know of the Yeti, uh, it it's really just the the Eastern Bigfoot, the cold Bigfoot, if you will. <laughs> the cold Bigfoot. Um, but even even in scenarios where they're violent or they're so called claimed to be violent, it it's a bloodbath. Like it isn't. It it's not. It, it wouldn't leave six people to die of hypothermia and just like hurt other people. If it was truly a Yeti attack, you have to assume... You wouldn't have found him. Exactly. You have to assume that the Yeti is either A, an animal, or B, an extraterrestrial. In both of those cases, it wouldn't just do nothing to you. It would probably take you or rip you apart or eat you or something of that nature. You'd be like John White showing up, finding some bones of some people you thought were there. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, I think the Yeti... If if you are one to believe in the Yeti, it could very easily be an explanation, but at the same time, it doesn't answer any of the questions of why were they disrobed, why were they shoeless, why were they sauntering into the cold, and... Where are their eyes? Uh, exactly. Where, <laughs> like, Where's that one's tongue? So, I, to me personally, I can write off that one as... Absolutely not. Probably not. I mean, um, maybe maybe he came along later and buried him. I, I don't know. I don't want to believe that, uh, <laughs> the, the first one about the the wind, but realistically, that's probably one of the best scenarios you're going to get. Which one? The one where it, it's like wind forcing them down or wind causing them to freak out? Kind of, yeah, like the psychosis. Like, Ah, uh, yes. It, I, Infrasound. I, I definitely don't think it was only some crazy wind i think it was a mix of honestly just the pressure of that situation you have to walk it's not so a good far situa- 200 miles up a mountain negative degrees that <laughs> like, is enough to legitimately make someone go insane and i don't think it's too far-fetched to think that one or maybe two of the individuals in this group just Lost it and couldn't handle that pressure. I could and see that dude. the fuck out. And you're like signing up for this. You're like going jumping through hoops to be able to do this, and then you're in the thick of it. You're gonna snap mm-hmm. if you if you can't handle it. You can't handle it. And I don't necessarily think it needs to be something as crazy as oh he slaughtered everyone. I think if you want to be realistic, I mean, again, this is kind of a Hollywood plot line, but let's say for example, in this scenario. Uh, one individual goes crazy and attacks another person. Uh, another person tries to defend that person and loses. Therefore, they got the head trauma. That means now we have two people. Maybe could possibly explain explain something. Maybe not. We don't know. Who knows? Um, the third, it's an outlier. Then perhaps, or or perhaps, 
I just this, this is on the fly here, but this is what I think realistically Bring could have happened. The person that snapped is the same person that has the head trauma. Because then that way that person would have done the same thing to two people going down the line of the people in this group and by the time they figured out what was happening, they had to stop it. So they attacked that person, bashed their fucking head in, and then there you go. The other people there's six other people, right? They're all freaking out. They're like, Oh fuck. What else are you going to do? You're going to sit down and bask in it for a minute, but you can't do that because you're in the elements and no, you're going to so freeze. No, sit down, try to make a small fire in the pines, and we'll, a couple of you go try to get your stuff back at the campsite, and they freeze. But this, but the injuries, dude, I don't think they inflicted it on each other. There was nothing outward. It was all yeah. inward. Like that is Their strange. chests were caved in. There wasn't even a fucking bruise. There, now, there was no like scrapes. I am, I am head, no... It's just, I'm in absolutely no way a scientist or a doctor or anything of that nature. I have no credentials in any of those fields. (laughs) Is it possible that perhaps these individuals were affected by the change in pressure? Is that something that is plausible? The head trauma could be explained by many different things. I mean, you can get head trauma fucking falling out of the shower. So that one you can chalk up to whatever. Yeah, but the but the, the, chest, the thing. chest thing that makes me think perhaps I don't know maybe if you're if you're asthmatic or you have some type of lung issue and you're in this high pressure change perhaps it can make the lungs in a sense collapse. That would definitely cause you some internal bleeding. Hmm. I think but it would. Would that? Hey, yeah, maybe. That's I don't know. What I'm saying. It, so I don't know. if that could happen. And that would like cause maybe some of the other hikers to do like CPR on them, and if you're doing CPR properly, that's going to cave in your rib cage to some degree. Absolutely, and maybe they're overdoing it because they're freaking out and the severity of the situation. And right, you wouldn't have any outward. So maybe two, yeah, you would not have any outward signs from CPR. You might have, you know, a little, yeah, bit a little, of bruising, a little bruise on the sternum. I mean, especially in cold weather like that. I don't know. Do you bruise easier or harder because your blood is already. Working double Your overtime. blood is like molasses. So, I mean, there's a million different plausible answers, but there really is no right answer. But there's not, yeah. The, all the details of this story, there's not an explanation that all of them fit into. Yeah, no. At it, least well. It's, you know what I mean? I, I mean, yeah, you could, you could be that individual and just say... These are all, it's a series of mass coincidences and a horrible tragedy. Maybe that's the case, but when you really look at it, there's a lot of questions that I feel need to be answered. Yeah. Because it just, it doesn't all fit. It it doesn't. You know what would make this story, like, way less interesting, but still just as crazy? To me, personally? Mm-hmm. If that guy who had one shoe on just either had both shoes or just no shoes at all, why one shoe? What do you think the guy that why? left early thinks? <laughs> like, what do he you died think? in 2013 of natural causes. What do you think he thought? He was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. damn it. Dude, he's kind of the reason that people didn't immediately go look for him because uh, apparently like the one day in when he left – uh, Dietlov was just like, "Hey, yeah, I know. I said I was gonna call like our our like sports fucking uh, membership thing uh, on the twelfth, but it's probably gonna take a little longer than that. Okay, so just know that 
in going back. And he was like, all right, sick, dude. And that's why they waited the extra eight days to Dang. go and try to find him. So you always, I mean, granted, they, they all died that night. If but, you want, if you want more Hollywood, I think uh, we should look at that guy. Maybe he went back out there and killed him. Maybe, uh, like, it really wouldn't explain anything. But you, I mean, you got to uh, you got to explore all. <laughs> that would just avenues. raise way more questions. If you don't explore those avenues, you'll never get the answers. You know, uh, you yes, got to look the avenues. Wow, the pass. Yeah, uh, yeah. That is the uh, Atlov, the Atlov Pass. The Atlov Pass. The Atlov Pass. Incident. You go to the Atlov Pass, you do not come back. <laughs> In Soviet Russia, trail hikes you. In Soviet Russia, you die. <laughs> That's just their fucking slogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're very on the nose people. Oh, but that is our episode. It is for this Friday. Uh, um, when's Christmas? Is that exactly a week? Uh, one week from today. What do you think? We're going to do uh, episode the, the the following day, maybe? Probably that yeah, Saturday. Yeah, that was kind of my plan was uh, yeah. Saturday would be ideal. So we will be, we'll be back next Saturday. Funny enough, though, next Friday is the two-year anniversary of the show. Isn't that beautiful? It That is crazy I'm to think gonna, about. I'm not going to... Get as drunk as I did for the one-year anniversary. Two years. That's fucking insane. We're slowly, rapidly at the same time as slowly approaching the 100th episode mark. And honestly, I'm very comfortable in telling uh, the patrons what will be happening uh, on the episode that we do Tuesday. Because we just uh, came up with a pretty great plan. For that episode. So you guys will know, but if you're yeah. not on the Patreon, you yeah. don't get to find out. So Patreon, we will unveil to you our evil doings. Yes, just know that uh, the 100th episode will be, uh, it'll be, it'll be unique. It will be very unique. It'll be cool. There will be some things that I don't know if uh, the fans will be expecting, so be ready for that. You got a couple of weeks, you know, you prep yourself, have a good holiday, and enjoy your... Uh, Enjoy whatever, whatever it is, it is you're you do. doing during this season of, of the holidays. A yeah. lot of them, a lot of them, kind of bottleneck here at the end of the year. Yeah, do your thing. They throw them all at you at once. It's kind of a pain in the ass. But they it's do. Okay. They throw them at you. But uh, yeah, we will be back uh, a week from tomorrow. If you're listening to it today on the 18th of December. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not, we'll be back on Saturday the 26th. Yes. Motherfuckers. Yeah. So enjoy your holiday, everybody. Have a great one. And if you're feeling generous, donate to the Patreon so that we can throw an even better Christmas for everyone that is part of our show. No, it's true. There's a lot of them. And I was so disappointed last week. I forgot to say, follow us on all the shit, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we also are at uh, startacult at gmail.com. Email us with some thoughts, ideas, maybe some feedback. Maybe you just say hi. Maybe you send us some hate mail. I don't care. And also the Patreon link that we just said. But I forgot to do that last week for the first time in, like, forever. Uh, yeah. And I was, I, it, it was hard to get through this week knowing that. Hey, you, you made a full recovery here, so it's all good. Everything's, so there you go. Everything is back. Um... Yeah, so uh, you guys enjoy uh, your holiday, if you will, if that's your thing. If not, then just have, enjoy another, your day. have another week. Uh, have a good one, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in no time at all. Yeah, toodaloo. Uh, we are starting to call this Graham Jake.
Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.